Hey guys, it's Black Girls Decoded. I'm Anetti. I'm Reem. And I'm Salima. And today we have a special guest. You can introduce yourself. I'm Zainab. I'm 20. I'm a psychology student and I just self-published a book about a few months ago. The reason why we asked you to come to our podcast today is because we like to connect to uh, like connect with other communities in our own community and we connected with people who danced, um, made music, did art, but we haven't really connected with anyone who wrote anything so I feel like this would be like a good opportunity for us especially for, um, especially with someone from Toronto because we usually do some people from like Vancouver and Surrey so like that's really cool yeah because we also write like articles like on our website but like sometimes it's like hard to get motivated or like like learn more about like writing and I think like you're great to like you yeah. know teach us more about that yeah, <laughs> like we were all discussing well me and her were discussing about your book yesterday and I was saying how much like you were like a poet it was so like interesting to read and like every time I opened the book it was just like you were like speaking to me you know so it was like really cool to actually have you here with us today so thank you yeah thank you so much (laughs) see like this like I can't explain how it makes me feel because that's how I wanted to come across like I didn't want people to like open up a book and be open up my book and be like oh it's just whatever it's just her experience it is what it is oh you know too bad so sad like I didn't want that happening I just wanted because I feel like I you know in my daily life I feel like I have a hard time sometimes like talking to people and getting my point across and like you know I get mad often I get like upset especially if it's like something that like I'm passionate about which is like literally a lot of things you know let it be politics let it be like poetry let it be like me being a refugee like just like there's a lot of things that I'm like really passionate about and when it comes to like talking about them sometimes like I get too fired up too too soon and then like I realize people like don't like that that's why with me writing like I take my time and I basically make sure to like get my feelings across because here's the thing nobody's gonna understand how something makes you feel you could talk about that experience and what happened all you want but as long as you you know don't talk about how it made you feel and how it impacted you nobody's gonna know they're not going to, you know, they're not going to understand. And that's why, like, one thing, I always focused on my feelings. And I know there's, like, a lot of hijabis, you know, like, around me even, but also, like, that I'm in contact with online. And I also wanted it to be, like, a sort of, like, a safe space for them, like yourself, which, like, made me so happy. But also, like, obviously sad as well. Like, I could have written a novel, but it's not a novel. Like, it's basically poetry but aside from that I journaled the way I you know was inspired to write those poems and you know I journaled about how I felt during that process and what happened like what exactly was going on in my life so yeah it was a big bit of a mix of things but I wanted something that was special and unique to myself which I have not seen anybody else do anything like this I don't know if you guys have but I felt like my book was a little bit you know on the newer side when it come to when it came to the theme. Yeah, I feel like even us we used to write about like our own experience in high school or like just in general. And like we didn't really like know how to tell it as a story. We just like told it. And I feel like when we told it, it was like people got mad. 
it wasn't like they felt bad. I like how like she when you wrote your book, like it's so like like when you were talking about emotions, like we can actually relate yeah. and like feel the emotion. Like even though like, we didn't really go through what you went through, yeah, like exactly. But like it's just like oh, like I felt this when this happened to me, and like yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> kind of sad because like I have this term that's like I don't know if it's a, it's like a real thing because like it's English is my second language. I really don't know, but I feel like people should be able to read through me not like look at me and read my actions and be like oh you know she's thinking this she's gonna do this she's guilty she's feeling this but like literally read my words feel exactly how I'm feeling at that moment or like exactly how something had impacted me and like changed my actions for that day changed you know how I felt change a certain experience that really shapes your thinking and your feeling towards like, let's say a group of people, it changes you for like the rest of your life. I'm like, I don't want people to be like, oh my God, Canada is this and this place. Like if I become a hijabi, this is gonna, what this is what's gonna happen. Like I, I did not want people to think that way, but also like, it's important to know because nobody told me, like, I, I mean, I was already hijabi when we immigrated. Nobody told me the amount of like discrimination and prejudice that I would face. You like living in a white Catholic town. I still have a lot. I still hold a lot of privilege. You know, I'm very pale skin. I'm skinny. I fit into like the, you know, the Eurocentric beauty standards. Here's the thing. The things I faced, I didn't just face it by people my age or like by people that held the same standards as me. I faced it from people who were like three times my age who had a position in society, who held a lot of power. How I felt through my words, I'm glad that, you know, they were aware because a lot of times discrimination just, especially in Canada, just goes unnoticed. I feel like it's important that, like, you highlight it in the book. People our age or people that look like us will, like, face anything because Canada is so free, you know, whatever. But I think it's important to, like, highlight that and, like, let people know that it's not always like that, you know? To be honest, I'm not even going to lie to you guys. When I was releasing my book, for me, it was about letting go. I tried my best to do something about it, not just for myself, but like also for the other girls that would come after me. You know, I literally tried to take them to court. And like that was that was a very like hard process for me. I literally had to sit down and then write my narrative. I had to like remember every single detail. This was about a year and a half ago, by the way. I literally had to sit down and like remember and, you know, count for every detail. I had to talk to my lawyer, you know, I had to like drop a plan. And, you know, when it came out to the fact that like there's nothing to do and he was one of the best lawyers that I could like get. He had experience in this field. He had like sued a couple school boards before. Like when we realized, you know, there's no way to go about this because like it's too late or whatever. It's kind of, you know, just not like it's not going to happen. The trial, I felt like by releasing this book, I you know, I let go of my emotions. It's not like I loaded it onto other people, but you know, I did what I could. But yeah, for me, it was about releasing it from my heart into other people's where maybe like, because here it was only harming me here. It was only trauma here. I wasn't healing. I was just hurt. And, you know, I kept thinking about it. I literally remember driving by the school because I literally still live here. I don't I haven't had the opportunity to move out. I remember like driving by the school and I just feel I would just feel so sick to my stomach. I felt like 
Like, I couldn't do anything. Like, my youth was stolen from me, basically. Whenever, like, I drove by that place or just anything like it, you know, the school, that Catholic school or any other, I remember just, like, looking at myself in the mirror, like, when I when I got back home. And I felt so trapped, like, not just in my house, not just in the neighborhood, not just in the city, but, like, in my body, I felt like I couldn't do anything. That's why when I was releasing that book, I was like, listen, you're finally doing something. You need to be proud of yourself, and you need to feel like... There's a limit as to what you can do. Because I would have loved to go gone like to be able to go to court and like sue the hell out of them. Like I would have loved it. I would have loved to just dress up every day and put makeup on, you know, as if it was a fashion show. <laughs> and, you know, just like walk there and like talk my shit because I knew that I had the I knew I was right. I knew what happened to me. And, you know, as long as I had someone who was supporting me through it, I knew I'd be able to win. And maybe, hopefully, it doesn't happen to anyone else. Or even if it does, they know I'm here for them. I always try to answer my DMs. I'm not going to say I'm too good at it. But, like, whenever, like, oh, my God. Like, I received a message from this girl about a few weeks ago. And I still haven't answered it because the things she said, she's, like, she also, I guess, came at the same time around me to Canada. And, you know, she faced a lot of, like, hard things in her school and et cetera. And when she read through my words, like, she was touched, obviously. But, like, I could also tell that, like, it hurt to read it. That's why, like, I didn't know what to say to her. I know I will reply eventually but like it hurt me so much to be like like there's girls around me who need me and I need to like be strong for them you know there's not a topic I want to bring up like letting go because I feel like really I don't know I feel like letting go it's a hard thing to do because sometimes you don't want to let go and you want to like keep pushing it or like just like want to get revenge or something so like I feel like it was really like not bold of you but like really like a big thing for you to like actually go on and try to like go everything that you know yeah especially like everything we went through in like high school like yeah we can like pretend it never happened or try to forget about it but like it's still there like no matter what like we always bring it up and like some people yeah some people around us get so mad they're like why are you (laughs) but it's like it's a part of us and like we obviously still haven't healed from it so it's not like I'm just going to forget about it and act like it happened because it still affects me to this day. Even though I'm not going through the same stuff, it's like, it's still there. One thing about trauma that I've like really learned is that while you're going through it, it's so hard to like grasp it and to like understand what's going on and like be like, listen, this is what's going on. I need to ask for help. I need to reach out. I need to do something. Like for me, my coping mechanism, it was totally like, taking it in and then like not even processing it, pushing it out the window. Like I did not think about for one second what happened. Like I had a whole like 60 year old white, you know, privileged man who was supposed to be there to protect me. Joke about me being a terrorist to my face in front of the cops. Like when I think about that, And, you know, I was there. This happened like three years ago. And, you know, I'm like, listen, why did you not for a second think about what happened? Like, why did you not process it? Why didn't you, you know? But then I think to myself to to say that, like, I would have processed processed it at that time. And, you know, had to go back to school for like another month, have to like go through like seeing those people again, knowing what they did to me. 
like grasping exactly what happened and being able to look them in their faces and their eyes and be like, this is what they did and I have to live with it. Like part part of it, I'm thankful. I'm thankful I didn't have to like know what happened exactly. I didn't grasp it. I was a kid. I was, you know, a teenager. I'm, I'm kind of thankful I didn't know. But then at the same time, I'm like, maybe if I'd known, I would have been able to, I would have been able to do something. Then again, that's not odd to me because nowhere in, you know, any of the classes I took, and I took a law class, I remember that same semester that everything happened and, you know, unfolded. I took a law class, but nobody told me that there was a literal special court for people who went through discrimination in Canada because it just happens that it's so often that they have to get get an entire court specifically for this and it's free of charge like nobody told me this was the case but yeah one thing about trauma you're not going to be able to especially as kids like especially as teenagers we were in those schools to be protected we were in those schools to be you know kept free from like all the shambles of the world. I And, you know, obviously we didn't know, we didn't know we would face anything like it. I don't know what you guys faced exactly, but I can imagine, you know, like, I mean, I don't even want to, but I'm sure, I'm sure it took a lot of courage for you to just bring it up to light. And, you know, it's not a bad thing that you're talking about it because here's the thing, in order for you to actually let go, you need to grasp it first. You need to bring it, out into the light you know like I, I'm I'm sure the people around you say things like oh I'm sick of you talking about this or oh, whatever but it's just words I'm sure they would rather you talk about it than bury it into yourself once again and this time you know when you've actually grasped what happened it won't it won't be a good thing for it to come out again because here's the thing you'll explode sit down with yourself and be like listen like talk to yourself this is what happened you know, as much as I had tried to do something about it, I couldn't. Like, fuck, I couldn't. I hate myself for it, maybe. I hate these people for it. I hate this place for it. I hate, you know, wherever circumstances I've, I'm in. I hate all of it. And which is something, hate is something that I use a lot. It's a word that I use often and people around me often don't like that. It's okay to hate the, the things around you then hate yourself for what you went through because none of us could control like as a teenager what we went through especially because of the people that were there to protect us like I just didn't know I was a kid that's not that's not my fault if anything had happened I should have contacted them and they'd be there for me literally when I would go to people like go to my teachers literally the only response I got was just because it had happened to you doesn't mean it happened because of your hijab. And these people just all were all white and privileged and, you know, Catholic. Like, obviously, they wouldn't know about something happening to me because of my hijab. But they said what they said, you know. But yeah, there's most of the time, unless it's like someone your someone in your position, you can't take revenge. Like, it's not something ideal, nor is it possible. Like, it's not, to be honest. That's why, like, in order, like, to to leave it to God and be like, he'll take care of it. But still deal with it within yourself. Still talk about it. Still mention it to people. Still write about it. Still, or, you know, whatever your type of 
art or passion is, still sing about it, like scream about it. Like healing is not something that like takes a certain amount of time and then it's over. No, healing is not linear. Healing is not forward. Healing is like like a parabola basically that just keeps on for a long time. And that's okay. Like it's okay to accept that and you know to think some days I'm going to remember this, some days I won't. And you know, I still am trying my best in order to get any pieces, not not lose any pieces of myself that like, you know, I kind of hurt. Um when you released the book, did the school try to do anything or like the people did those things to you honestly no like I had a few students from the school reach out and be like oh my god I had no idea this happened blah 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 which is like bullshit because I was miserable like I was going to that school and I like was crying every day like anybody would have known but no so far I haven't had anyone I don't even know if the administration to this day knows I was thinking about going there and confronting them at one point and being like, this is what you did. But honestly, I haven't really had the time or like had it in me yet. But yeah, I, I'm not sure exactly if they're aware of it. And even if they were, there's nothing that they can do because I had to play it by the book. Um, did you write the book and then um, like during school or did you write it after and then publish it? So basically a lot of the poems are like, so like a lot of the poetry is during school, obviously, because like, whenever I was feeling something heavy, I would go home and write about it, you know, like, or even like, sometimes in school, I would write a few words, jot a few words down, like, you know, just to like, remember it later. But the journaling part, I only wrote it within my gap year, when I like took it after my first semester in university, because like, that's when I was coming to terms with my trauma. So, like, I needed to take that time off. Oh, yeah. What happened with that job thing that you posted on your story? I swear I have, like, no luck in life. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, I saw this job on Indeed. And, you know, I'm like, let me just go apply. Like, I need a job. I need money, whatever. Like, and I have experience. And they were basically looking for someone that, like, could do it all. Like, that could be a barista. That could you know, clean the washrooms if needed, that could serve, whatever, you know. And I had some sort of experience, relevant experience. I'm like, let me just go apply and I applied online. And I took my resume in person. And then I was called for like two training shifts, basically, which both went okay. Like there was nothing that was going on wrong. No incidents, nothing. And you know, I was told that like, I would have a couple more, but then the owner went to Iran, I think. And, you know, when I texted him, he was like, oh, you know, this other girl is going to take care of you. And then no other girl messages me. Another week goes by and I had a friend who worked there. And so I was trying to get in contact with her. And she was saying, like, you're hired. You're fine. Like, they just haven't been able to schedule you, I guess, because he's gone. Like, the owner, the manager is gone. And I was like, okay, like, that makes sense. But, like, why? Like, why aren't they scheduling me? And then another week goes by, and I was texting my friend, and I was so pissed because I'm like, why is this happening? And it turns out they hired some 16-year-old, you know, who was in my position. And, you know, she doesn't know why or how. And then I was like, are you, like, freaking kidding? Like, I was so pissed because I'm like, I haven't even been paid. Like, what is wrong with it? And I was telling my friend, and then she goes, oh, you'll get paid tomorrow. Like, that's, like, the bi-weekly pay- paying schedule or whatever. And I was like, 
that's not possible because they haven't even gotten my direct deposit information yet. And so I like texted the manager. I'm like, this is so unprofessional. Like, I'll be sure to report you. You haven't even paid me yet. And like you hired someone else. When I texted you weeks ago after my shift and you said this other girl's going to take care of you. If you did not see me fit, then you should have told me. Mm-hmm. Because he's like, oh, you're not fit with our group. I wish you well. I hope you find a good job that suits with you. And I'm like, like, what are you on? Like, literally, you could have told me weeks ago because I gave you a full availability and I could have gotten another job. I could have started applying. And by this time, I would have had one already. Like, I genuinely didn't understand what the heck was going on that mm-hmm. they had to be like, you're not a good fit. But apparently, I guess they found someone that they could basically make everything you know just like lead around and then with no questions who has like a 16 year old has no experience like you cannot tell me that girl was a better fit but yeah after like we posted it they finally like called me got my information they're like we're gonna pay you and then they like like one of the managers like the district manager even tried to like mm, threaten me and be like this is a case for defamation you are hurting my business first of all I was like I did not tell anyone to make those comments but like a lot of people that I didn't even know were blasting like we're having fun in their comment sections like making fun of the food like telling them being like you don't you know like one of them was so funny vegan food with a side of exploitation and that one is still (laughs) but yeah just a lot of comments that they had to like delete a couple posts because like i guess they didn't want to delete all the comments and then have people be like oh why did you delete our comments even though like i didn't tell anyone to do anything but i was like telling them i just shared my experience i just shared what happened but yeah they just let go of me without even letting me know telling me like this and this is the reason why I'm sure they wouldn't even paid they wouldn't have even paid me if I didn't let them know. Carefree they were. Like they simply did not care. They're like, oh, we just didn't think you were a good fit. Um, how was it like producing your book and like the challenges? Honestly, like by far, you know, like writing everything out, like all those years writing poetry or journaling, like the the hardest thing about my book, because I felt like it wasn't gonna like, I felt like I wasn't gonna make it to the time because I had like, a, I had set out a timeline for me to publish it. Or like, I felt like it wasn't gonna put together, look put together. I just felt like it wasn't gonna happen the way I wanted it. The whole time I was so worried. You know, I had had a friend who had a another friend who had like you know was doing editing stuff and so she told me to contact her and I did basically um you know she was there to help me edit it but before then you know after I do- I was done writing the whole entire thing I had to like I had to go through each and every theme each and every chapter and basically like um number it you know see which one would come first And I even had to like go through the teams to be like, what am I going to name this? Like, what's it going to be called? What would it like be, you know, like what kind of name would um, be good on the cover or like, you know, anything like that. I genuinely had to think about it. I had to spend a lot of time on it because I like, again, I wanted it to be perfect. But yeah, that first draft, rough draft that I had, you know, on my computer, on this random writing app. That was like the hardest thing for me to work with because here's the thing. The chapters weren't uh, in this order. 
I had to basically like put them into a different order and be like, which one would make, you know, more sense going after the other or like what it like, like I wanted there to be a, a small connection in between the chapters. I didn't just want it to go randomly. But yeah, like editing it first myself, that was something really big because it did not look put together. It did not look that that could be a book. And then I had a friend who who is really talented. Her name is Julia. And um, I wanted her to specifically do the designs, like do the illustrations, because her art is literally amazing. So like, you know, I had hit her up and I basically left it all to her. Like I wanted her to read and I wanted her to come up with like the art that she would draw for those. And that, you know, that was thanks to her was basically very easy, you know, easy going because like I did not have to do much. But yeah, like after I was done with with my rough draft, I sent it to her and a couple of other artists that like would be interested. And then I contacted the girl my friend sent me that was doing the editing. And then um, she was very nice about it as well. You know, like she had gone through uh, my draft a couple times. And you know, she told me like not everything you have to take my suggestion for. Like certain things, you could just, you know, leave it the way you like it. It's just, this is, I'm editing, like you make the last decision as the writer. And, you know, it was nice having her, like she was very, um, her name is Laura, by the way. They're both on the cover of the book, like the the paper, Um, because obviously like they were a lot of help. Um, But yeah, she helped me a lot and she even refused for me to pay her, which I was like, are you kidding? But she was like, you know, this was a good opportunity for me. Uh, And we're both students. And, you know, she felt like me paying her would be like taking advantage because here's the thing, I'm also broke. (laughs) But yeah, she did not even let me pay her. Like, uh, but yeah, yeah, illustrations. Again, I had another friend who's Julia. She did it and like she did it all by herself. I did not even have to suggest anything for her except for a couple ones. Like I wanted the one where the chapter where there was a letter in it for there to be like a letter on fire. And, you know, like, let's say that wasn't my idea, but like literally the six other, it was all her. She read the book and she came up with, you know, whatever drawing would suit it the best. And honestly, I think they all turned out perfect. What I, and then for my cover and for the formatting, I went on this website that's called the Fiverr. I don't know if you guys know it, but basically like you just go on there and pay people to like uh, do some art for you. And even though the cover turned out, you know, the way I wanted it and it was a speedy process, the formatting made me crazy because whoever I contacted, like I literally paid a couple people and they all just came up with like the weirdest and like the most amateur design of a formatting that I could have like ever seen. And that pissed me off like crazy because I'm like, I'm paying these people and they're not even doing anything good. That's why like it it was supposed to be published on February 2nd, 2022. So I left it to February 22nd. And I was also juggling school at that moment, even though I thought I would be able to finish it, um, you know, before school started, the winter semester started it wasn't, I couldn't do it, which is fine. You know, I thought that I would be able to juggle both at the same time, but it really was stressful. Like, but yeah. And then after on, after um, I uploaded to Amazon, I chose like what the, like, let's say the cover, like, would it be matte or would it be like glossy? I chose like the bleeding of the images. I chose like, you know, the type and quality of the paper like basically everything I chose if it would be like hardcover or paper cover paperback 
I chose like which countries, you know, would be sold on. I chose the price. I, I had contacted this place for the ISBN number. I, you know, got someone else to do the barcode for me. I basically did everything aside for like those few things, aside from the illustrations and the like final editing that I think gave people a sense of like more being put together and not just something I wrote literally in my bed in the middle of the night with like no lights on because that's how I like to write. Like I cannot write if there's lighting outside. Like I I need it to be like pitch black, dark, whatever. Like I needed there to be like nobody around me and like yeah, that's how I write basically. But like I didn't want people to like be like, oh my gosh, she wrote this like such an amateur work, whatever. Like, I did not want that. That's why, like, when it was done, I was like, I'm done self-publishing. Next time this happens, it's going to be with a publisher. What's your tips for staying motivated? And um, how do you, like, you inspire yourself to write? I feel like inspiration is something that, like, it could come at any point and just leave so suddenly that you won't even realize. That's why, like using writing as an exercise and you know always writing even if you don't feel inspired to write is an important thing because here's the thing the more you write the more you're able to like how writing inspires you in itself like how you know you could um do better do more or like you know just anything like that the more you write it becomes clear in your writing style like a few years ago I wouldn't know how to write a paper But now, even though, like, I don't have experience writing that many papers, you know, I still have some, I know how to start it off and, like, end it in a way that I want it to. Like, I'm not worried in a sense that, like, you know, it's not going to turn out the way I want it to because I've done it for a while now, you know, and I've done it often. I always try to find, like, a place that I'm, like, I feel inspired in. For me, it's my bedroom and, like, literally on my bed I cannot write in a desk you know just like having nobody around me or even if like I'm outside I like having you know being confined in a place like being by the water for example that is something that inspires me a lot but yeah like just creating sort of like circumstances for yourself like rather be in your bed on your desk like finding a space that you feel comfortable in it could be anywhere like I've written probably anywhere but Like the most I feel at peace in, obviously, is my bed. And, you know, that could depend for anyone. I think it's just important to try it out. Like, you know, try out different places and like be like, okay, this is what I like more. This is what I like less, you know, etc. It's it's important to be able to like try those things for yourself first. Then, you know, be like, okay, this is what I like and this is what I don't like. And in terms of inspiration, I think... You, you could be, you know, you could be writing without any inspiration. You could be writing without, you know, because if you have an essay due, you're not going to wait for inspiration. If you have an essay due, let's say tomorrow, 12 a.m., you're not going to be able to wait for that inspiration because it's simply something that you need to do. You know, like it's coming up. You can't just like be like, um, I'm waiting for the inspiration to hit. And it's important to feel that way with poetry. Sometimes like, a few nights in a row, I think about something like some something consumes me and my thoughts like and then, you know, if, if I'm not able to if I don't feel like I have inspiration 
write on that moment or I just feel don't feel like writing. I don't have the time. I'm tired. I want to go to sleep. You know, I just repeat those words in my mouth, in my head or like sometimes out loud. You know what I want to say, what I feel like saying, you know, I repeat it a couple times back to back. I'm trying to memorize it. And, you know, the next few days when I have the time, I finally sit down and I wrote it and I write it like I, you know, I write whatever comes to my head, even if it like doesn't make sense sometimes, because I know I could always go back and, you know, edit it or like add something onto it. Or if it's like not finished, I could finish it. I just I feel like it's important to put down a few words, even if it's not on paper, but on your mind when you feel like writing or when you feel like there's an emotion that's really strong, it's really important to remember that and be like, this is how I'm feeling. And, you know, repeat it back to yourself because then it kind of, it's kind of like you're kind of like you're exercising your own emotions. And I know this, this might sound weird. I mean, my, my poetry usually revolves around my feelings and how I feel and how everything around me impacts me. So, you know, for, for someone else, it could be talking about or like memorizing something else, like different words, like something about the world, the environment, you know, the nature, their loved ones. It could be anything like it. But for me, it's usually my feelings. And that's why like, I always find a piece of paper to like, or sometimes even my notes app to jot down those, you know, those specific words that come to mind, even if they don't make sense. So that like I could go back to it at some point when I have the time and when I have the right mindset to focus on it. And, you know, then I'm able to like write fully. Then I'm able to like express myself. And, you know, I don't I won't feel like I need that inspiration because here's the thing. I have the main the keywords. I have the I have the theme outlined in my head. So basically it's kind of all put together for me. Um, so now we're gonna get onto our decoding section, and um, we have like a few of your quotes from your book that we're gonna discuss. It's from page sixteen, and it's page am- six. Oh, <laughs> I'm done. Page six, and it's um, I am who I am because of all the things that once broke me. I am who I am because I grew out of it. And um, so you wanna? Yeah, I put that down because like. I feel like that relates to us, too, because, like, after everything that we went through, too, like, that's just who we are. Like, everything that had happened in our lives is just, like, something that, like, we can take from and just grow. Because here's the thing. Like with trauma, you're not, you can't just take something in and pretend as if it never happened. So for me, like, one of the big steps, accepting how much hurt I got, you know, accepting how, like, dumbfounded I was towards like the things that happened happened to me you know for me it was accepting those things but not just like pushing them away like I became the writer I am today because of like you know everything that happened and you know I didn't just push those things away I took them in and even though like it took me a while to fully understand them and you know grasp what had happened you know I didn't always share it with people but I always wrote about how I felt and you know wrote about how it impacted me I like obviously you are not your trauma like that is not to say this is what I'm talking about a lot of the things that happen to you in life are what shape you into the person that you are like later on so obviously as a teen what happened to me because you know I feel like shaping experiences for me they changed a lot of like my qualities, my, my, you know, 
my characteristics, just everything about me. I like I wouldn't be like I wouldn't be so open and so loud and so like, you know, I don't know how to describe myself really, but you know, I wouldn't be the person that I am. I wouldn't be this this much of an advocate for the things I stood for if I did not have to go through everything that I did in the first place. It's just accepting what had happened and it's just accepting that you are the person that you are because of it. And that's okay. Like you are not able to shape what happens to you, but you shape yourself. And even though I'm not proud about what happened to me, you know, I'm not happy about it to this day. I still hurt certain days, you know, I'm still not fully moved on. I'm happy that I am the person that I am today. You know, I'm happy that like, like someone I don't know from like across the country, like you, you know, <laughs> could like text me and be like, oh my God, I loved your book. Oh my God. Like these are certain things that are related to. I'm happy that that's the person I am today. Another one is growing up was the strangest thing I've ever had to experience. It's like the years went by and I just watched them. And I kind of like that because it's like, Sometimes you just feel like you're just like on autopilot and you're just like going through the same stuff like every day. And like um, then you kind of look back and then you're like, oh, my God, like I did so much or I like um, so much happened. Like I know when we started like this, like it felt like every day we we're just like, oh, whatever. We can't wait till we get to the point where we're like, oh, my God, like doing more. And now when we look back, we're like, oh, my gosh, we actually did so much for the past three years. But like sometimes you just don't feel it. I feel that honestly, for me, I felt like, again, I felt like I was on autopilot. I felt like things were happening to me. But like, you know, when in a, in a dream where you're like, you want to scream, you want to say something, you're like, uh, what's going on? But then all you could do is just like, watch it happen. That's how it felt like to me, you know, I felt like I tried to change things. I tried to talk to people. I tried to be like, listen, this is what's going on. I can't take it. You know, I, I had so much emotion in me, but like, I couldn't do anything about it. You know, I felt like no matter what kind of step I tried to take, it would backfire. And so like, I literally just had to sit down and go through days. I felt like I was growing up, but not really in a sense that it's like, I don't know if you guys know that movie before I fall, you know, how like she wakes up. And it's the same day every single day. I felt like that. I felt like I wasn't making progress. And thus, you know, I wasn't growing up. I wasn't, I wasn't growing into the person that I am today. You know, I felt like that because, you know, certain things I wasn't able to change and certain people around me, I had to look at them every single day. But now, like, having been, you know, grown up and, you know, like, having been into, like, a lot of different spaces that actually accepted me, you know, other than like in my high school years and etc. I feel like, you know, I have changed. I feel like I have grown up. I feel like I have, maybe I wasn't, I couldn't make a difference, quote unquote, for myself. But I know there was a lot of things that I changed for the people around me. Let it just be my friends, you know, and you know, like how I try to be there for them. Like I'm very deep on friendships, you know, like once someone is my friend, like I will go to, you know, the deep end for them. Let it even just be friendships or like, you know, relationships, just anything like it. I felt now I feel like I have an impact on other people. But at the time, I just felt like, you know, like me being a, you know, an immigrant and like kind of being treated in that way, kind of being treated as a second class citizen, like not having any people 
around me that I felt like related to me at the time I felt so lonely and I felt so dumb for like having to go through with it like you know looking at that time frame I didn't feel like there was anything that was changing in me I couldn't make it clear to myself that like one day this would change like once you're in that negative situation it feels like that's how your reality is going to be but that's that's not the truth you know like if I could go back that's one thing I would tell myself like you know, these situations, I know it feels like they're going to last forever. And, you know, I know it feels like you're not making progress, but you are. Like, I wrote down a lot about my experiences. And I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but, like, for me, I wouldn't just necessarily sit down and journal about them. Like, I would write poetry about the things that impacted me. And now, like, you know, at that time, maybe that didn't seem important. But now, like, I published a book all before, you know, like, I went into my 20s, like all by myself, you know, with everything that I wrote when I was young and, you know, when I was still experiencing those things. So if I could go back, I would tell myself, listen, like, it's not what you think. For the conclusion, uh, we want to hear like your current reads or like any of our current reads right now. Um, Personally, I'm reading Ugly Love by Colleen Hoover. I just finished Love Hypothesis. I'm still reading my other book. I forgot what it's called. I'm like halfway through. I haven't read it. It's been like six months but whatever (laughs) Um, i felt that yeah and i just got a book yesterday it's called it happened one summer i saw it on tiktok and then my friend wanted to read it so yeah and i think they're coming with a movie too so that'll be fun to read how about you i'm reading christmas at frozen falls and i was supposed to read this like god knows which christmases ago but, you know, I I feel like writing a book and, like, trying to put it all together, you know, kind of took a lot of, like, me trying to be occupied with other books. So, yeah, I'm focusing on this right now. But it's so funny, if you guys can find it. It's called Christmas at Frozen Falls. But, yeah, it's basically about this girl that um is trying to heal from her, like, ex her ex-fiancé, like, literally leaving her, like, a week before the wedding. And she... I think she re- reconnects with like this other boyfriend, the other only boyfriend that she had, um, like the start of college. And, you know, he had to go back home or something like that. But, you know, I think they're like trying to discover like how much they both changed and, you know, like what's still similar about them. Do they still like each other, etc. And, you know, it's exciting to like because like the character, she felt like her whole world was going dark. Her fiance is gone. And, you know, she's like oh, I'm dying, this and this, like, don't leave me alone. And out of nowhere, she goes on this trip with her friend where she meets, like, the ex-boyfriend from, like, 20 years before. So and I'm excited to read about that. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to download the pod. DDB out.